to the Wagner Ministries International Podcast. As you listen to this message, our prayer is that you would be motivated and empowered to follow Christ and lead others to Him. Enjoy. God bless you, my friends. This is Evangelist Kevin Wagner, founder of Wagner Ministries International, welcoming you to our podcast today. Our passage today is from Acts 19, verses 23 to 41. Setting. Ephesus, a center of paganism and the occult. The scrolls of spells burned previously in Acts 19 were known through the Roman world as Ephesian letters. The temple of Artemis was four times the size of the Parthenon in Athens. As the goddess of fertility, Artemis' worship involved many sins of indulgence. Verse 35 alludes to a meteorite which hit the earth and was placed in the temple because it was thought to resemble the goddess. Many people made a living off of Artemis worship, selling silver statues of her and the shrewd craftsman like Demetrius here in Acts 19 was able to see where this ship was heading. Paul keeps preaching like this and we're going to be losing our profits. Who's going to want to buy a silver Artemis when you don't worship her anymore? And he was right. Demetrius' concern fell on many ripe ears because, isn't it true, there is nothing that so stirs people into a frenzy as a religious battle cry based upon sound business principles. And so the cry went out, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! Not so much because the people loved the lady, but because they simply knew who buttered their bread. A riot ensued as Paul and his friends were dragged into the open-air theater in Ephesus, which could hold up to 25,000 soccer fans, sorry, I mean rioters. And as Paul's life hung in the balance once again, God's strong arm intervened, providing a cool head and a strong voice in the city clerk who basically said, we keep this up and we're going to have a lot of trouble with our Roman friends. Take the matter to court, and let's go back to the chariot races. That was a paraphrase. Now, that's a story that lives on in our Bible. But what are the implications for us today? Well, friends, Jesus said in Matthew 5, verse 13 and following, that you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, Paul was doing those very things in Ephesus. As salt and light, you see, Christians have a Jesus-given mandate to influence and affect our culture. But salt and light are two different things. Light is the fun part of influencing culture. Jesus himself says it well in verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. See, that's the fun part, isn't it? We do good things that even the world acknowledges as being good. 
They see those things and begin to praise Jesus and sometimes even give us a pat on the back for a good job. That's why when I was a pastor, we had a, a part of our church called the Lighthouse. The Lighthouse meaning being it was a light to the world. And this place helped feed hungry people. It helped clothe the less fortunate. Mother Teresa, when she was alive, got worldwide praise. And sometimes Jesus even got some too because of things that she did for the poor in India. Paul healed sick people and helped emotionally troubled people in Ephesus. All things that are not options for us as Christians, but rather necessities. Because remember, Jesus said, you, we are the light of the world. Salt is something different. Salt is a seasoning. Salt gives flavor and zest to things. Salt is a preservative. It is also something else. When I took food science in high school, I learned that salt is something that brings out and enhances the flavor in the other stuff around it. In short, it exposes what's in the other ingredients. It simply doesn't allow them to hide. Let's move this out of the realm of food and place it in the confines of people. When we are being the salt of the earth, one of the results of that is that the culture we live in and the people we live with are identified for what they really are, for good or bad. They can't hide even if they want to. Their true natures are clearly seen because as salt we speak and live the truth. And exposure to the truth always makes those living in error uncomfortable. You see, friends, salt is the not fun part of influence and culture. And that's why there's a greater temptation to avoid living that way. Friends, look what happened when revival, when salt, hit the Hebrides Islands off the coast of Great Britain early in the, 19th, in the 20th century. Hundreds had been reconverted, many without a word being spoken to them. Drunkards trembling under conviction in the drinking house. People gathering in churches to pray with great conviction of sin sweeping over districts, causing sinners to fall helpless in the roads. Meetings lasting for hours with four services being held nightly and churches being transformed. The preacher being called in at four in the morning to pray with men and women outside the police station who had been stricken with great conviction and were now crying for God to have mercy upon them. You know, memories of the great Welsh revival of 1904 gripped the people. They remembered the amazing scenes of those historic days, meetings being held day and night, and churches packed to capacity, while thousands turned to Christ. Because of lack of patronage, theaters and saloons were closed. Thieves and murderers surrendered to the Lord, and police courts were idle. Sins were confessed, and old debts were paid. Work was forgotten, and frequently meetings would last for days at a time. Christmas 1904 was the first real Christmas many children in Wales and even men and women ever had. Instead of being spent in saloons as formerly, hard-earned wages were used for groceries and toys. The poverty of former days had been replaced with joy and plenty, for Christ had been invited into thousands of homes. Virtually the whole of Wales was on its knees on Christmas Day. That revival lasted about four years and then swept through England, Ireland, parts of Europe, and even crossed the oceans to Australia and America, changing the lives of thousands. 
You see, friends, when we live as light, there is little cultural opposition, usually just applause. But when we live as salt, there is almost always great opposition, like with Paul and Ephesus, but also great fruit, like what happened during the Welsh Revival. Living as salt means that we as Christians need to be willing and even eager to speak loudly and stand uh, boldly for God's truth in our culture, particularly on cultural issues like abortion, legitimizing the homosexual lifestyle, and more. Christians are sometimes accused of aspiring to be the conscience of our society. Well, that's simply not true. We don't have to aspire to be something that we already are. Jesus declared us to be the salt of the earth. We aren't being arrogant when we live out this role. Rather, we would instead be disobedient if we didn't. Can I encourage you today to keep shining the light of God's truth into our culture? But can I also encourage you this way? Keep speaking boldly and living courageously in our unbelieving culture as what Jesus says you are, the salt of the earth. Our culture needs us. Your neighbors need you as we are the restraining source of righteousness in the world today. Friends, let's live boldly as Paul did in Ephesus and we may very well have another Welsh revival happen again. As always, my friends, I look so forward to our next podcast where we will move further into the Word of God as the Holy Spirit uses His Word to help us walk daily in the power of God. Have a blessed day in Jesus. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. For more information regarding Wagner Ministries International, go to wagnerministries.org. And if you need prayer for anything, please email us at prayer at wagnerministries.org. God bless.